I wanted to think for me personally, but maybe for all of you, what are some of the things that I learned and can look back on? What are the things that I can distill or take away from Coach Saban's time? Because he is without question the greatest college football coach of all time. And so process-minded thinking. What if you could step out of the day-to-day and see your business from a whole new perspective? Welcome to Above the Business, where we empower you to rise above the daily grind and embrace a higher way of business ownership. Get ready to build your business by design. Are you an agency owner looking to better understand your financials and take charge of your tax bill? Well, Club Capital is here to help. As the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, they are way more than your everyday run-of-the-mill CPA. Club Capital provides financial, CFO, and tax advisory services that help you plan and forecast your financial success. You'll meet every month to review your agency's financial performance, the difference between your profit and actual cash flow, along with helping you better understand your bottom line. Visit club.capital to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. Hey, everyone. Well, I have to tell you, chalk this one up as the podcast I never thought that I would do. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know I'm a proud Auburn graduate. My mom and dad both went to Auburn. I've been an Auburn fan my entire life. But at the end of the day, with the recent retiring of Coach Nick Saban from Alabama, I've had to hold both and in my hand, or I guess in two hands. One is still having my hatred for all things University of Alabama But on the other hand, being able to respect what Coach Saban has been able to do and really admire what he's been able to do at the University of Alabama, both for the athletics department and the football program, and at the same time for the university. And so I have five things that I pick up and kind of look back on and reflect on as to why I think Coach Saban was so successful. And I'm not a football guy. I don't know X's and O's around football. But I wanted to bring things that I felt like that even for myself as an Auburn fan, if I can pick these things up, then hopefully they can serve you in your journey in small business and entrepreneurship as well. So I'm going to go ahead and give them to you now. So if this is the TLDL, too long, didn't listen, you'll at least get these five things. Number one, process-minded thinking. Number two, the importance of culture. Number three, A players. Number four, standards. And number five, consistency. All right, number one, process-minded thinking. From the very get-go, and I remember, I think it was 2007, 2008, 2009, when Saban was coming into Alabama initially, in every press conference, he kept talking about the process. I would mock him and think it was so funny until they won their first national championship in 2009 and then just went on to win many more thereafter. And he continued to talk about the process, but it wasn't just talking about it. They actually lived it out in everything that they did. I heard him so many times, whether it's before an Auburn game or just in clips that you would see on social media, talking about playing the next play, forgetting no matter what happened, if you ran for a touchdown, if you intercepted or you threw an interception or turned the ball over, just go out and play the next play. And that takes, I'm sure, incredible consistency in the practices and messaging to be able to embed that into the next thing that we're going to talk about. And that's number two, and that's culture. It was obvious that there was a culture that Alabama had that Coach Saban brought in. 
whether some people would not be able to thrive in that culture. We'll talk next in just a second about the quality of the players that he had on the team and even in the coaching staff. But at the end of the day, whenever you're competing against other four and five stars, there's a culture of competition that was bred. In fact, I'm sure many times I listened to one of the sports radio stations out of Birmingham, Cole Kublik, who has actually been on the podcast, is with Greg McElroy, a former Alabama quarterback. And they will often talk about, or I've heard Greg talk about that a lot of times, that the scrimmages that they would have were even more competitive than some of the games, even in the SEC. Not all of them, of course, but some of the games because of the quality of the players that they have. So they had a culture of competition that probably also led into sometimes culture of comparison, which I'm sure the coaches had to work through that. But they really had a culture of competition and getting the best out of each person and out of each player. So number one, process-minded thinking. Number two, culture. Number three, A players. I mean, at the end of the day, you can look at the recruiting that they did before Coach Saban, the recruiting that they did once he came on campus and for the, his, the rest of his time. I did not go before this and research, but I don't know if they finished outside the top five in many years, really the top two in recruiting each and every year. You can make a lot of mistakes with coaching and even decisions, but when you have, in football language, four- and five-star guys, you can go a long way. And so he had the Jimmys and the Joes and, of course, matched it up with incredible coaching with X's and O's. And so with A players, I'm going to say that it was both the players that he had on the team, but it was also the quality of the coaching staff. So many of the coaches came in and have – You've seen the Saban coaching tree, if you keep up with sports, of course, have gone on to be very successful head coaches, obviously, famously Kirby Smart, Steve Sarkeesian, who's at Texas now, et cetera. So those are three of them, process-minded thinking, the importance of culture, and specifically, I saw a culture of competition. Number three, A players, both on the players and then also with the coaching staff. And number four, standards. There was just a standard of excellence that they had. And again, that made its way in the standards that they had with recruiting, the standards that they had in every single thing that they did. And if you had to kind of read between some of the lines and hear some of the things, but in the building, everybody, the standard that they had to operate, there was a certain way of doing things at Alabama. I've heard there's a, but maybe I'll share it on here at some point of Jeff Bezos and Amazon. And when you are a executive and you go into Amazon, there's just a way of doing things at Amazon that's just part of their culture and their DNA, but there's just standards of how they do things and even how they run some of their meetings. And there are certainly standards at Alabama. And then number five, consistency. I'll turn this over to Auburn here for a second, but I've actually heard Bruce Pearl, Auburn's men's basketball coach, say often that it was one thing for him to turn around the bottom of the barrel SEC basketball program as he did at Auburn. It's one thing to do that, and that's not easy, but it's a lot easier than staying on top and being consistent over all of those years. And I think that that consistency goes back to all of the other things that I mentioned, process-minded thinking, culture, A players, and standards. And so I wanted to try to draw, and I'm sure from a football perspective, if we brought Greg McElroy, Cole Kublik, and some of the Kirk Herbstreet on here, and we were asking very specific 
questions around football that they would give some things. And I don't want to dismiss those, but I wanted to think for me personally, but maybe for all of you, what are some of the things that I learned and can look back on? And even with my dislike of Alabama, what are the things that I can distill or take away from Coach Saban's time? Because he is without question the greatest college football coach of all time, even if that's hard for me to say that. And so process-minded thinking, there was just a process, the way that they approached their work. Number two, the importance of value of culture. Number three, how important it is to really have A players on your team. Number four, standards. There's the standard of excellence. And then number five, being consistent over a long period of time. Maybe that gives you a couple of things. It's certainly even just writing it down in, in my notebook and journal and thinking about doing this podcast. And I certainly debated it over a period of time. But you know, I said, you know what? I can hold both things at once. I want to share that with all of you. All right, everyone. Till next episode, lead well. Oh, and by the way, War Eagle. You know how important it is to develop yourself and to, to develop your team. Well, if you're going to do that, you want to do it with the best. Work with Coach P Consulting to learn and implement the same strategies that he used to sell over 700 life policies in 2021 alone. You'll get personalized coaching two times a week and an in-depth look at how his office is run. And Coach P will train your team alongside his own. Get your first month free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast during sign up. Visit CoachPConsulting.com to get started.